0: I'm delighted to welcome today Catherine Ranus from Be Delightful Music. What a delightful delightful name,
1: Catherine. Thank you. It's Be Delightful Music. Oh, sorry. Be Delightful. delightful. But with a B. (laughs) Ah, clever, clever.
0: So, Catherine, uh, whereabouts are you based?
1: I'm in Barnsley, South Yorkshire in the UK.
0: Okay, and by the looks of your background, you've got a super music room there.
1: Yes. This is my favorite room. Yeah, it's a home studio, it's where I belong. <laughs> right, excellent. And how long have you been creating music? Well, I started playing piano when I was four, flute when I was eight. Um, I didn't pick saxophone up until I was in my twenties. Um, And I've been recording music uh, since about 2010. Recording series, like I've always recorded little bits. Because um, I'm a gigging musician as well, so I've just recorded bits to send out to clients, uh, you know, like demos. I doubled in songwriting as well, so I recorded a few songs that way. Uh, but since 2010, I formed Belightful Music, which is recording music for healing and well-being. All right. Okay. So what what led you down that path, Catherine? Well, I was studying for um, a crystal diploma at the time, so I'd I'd, I'd gone through the reiki, and I'd done my reiki masters, and then I was doing this crystal diploma, and stumbled on the research that the chakras um, all have a tonality and you know a frequency, and actually a bija mantra, a sound, a seed sound to each chakra, and and it just I, w- I was a, a gigging musician at this time in my twenties almost 30, I think, and you'd think, oh, she's interested in holistic stuff and and she's a musician. You'd think those two would have gone together much sooner, but no, no, I never ever thought of, of putting them together. And then I thought, right, this is, this is obvious what I need to do. So I knew exactly what I was going to do. So the first album that I did was pure chakra and it starts track one with the root chakra so I use the tonality, the frequency, the bija mantra. So there's all these different elements in that track that resonate with your root chakra and sort of move the energy um in that area for the for the six or seven minute track. And then I track two is for the sacral chakra, the second chakra. And, uh, and there's all sorts of things woven into there, the creative chakra and it's contrapuntal. And, oh, I just, I was away with it. I knew exactly what to do for each chakra. And, and then all of a sudden I'd got I'd got the seven chakras and I wanted to use it for treatments that I was doing um, because the music I was using, because I'm a musician with a discerning palette, um, I didn't just want the floaty background type music. I wanted it to be instrumental if you pardon the poem in in just you know working with the energy so that was the first album done and then and then people were interested in it the people I was treating wanted to buy the music and a lot of people on the courses I was doing so then I had to form the album and do an album cover and things like that which is is not my area of expertise, but but I did it, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, I've got this this name, delightful music. Now I'll do another album straight away. So I did I did pure piano, and that is where I've tuned the piano to concert pitch. We tune one of the notes A to four hundred and forty hertz, and uh, and I discovered through doing the crystal diploma all this research, stumbled upon an article, um that if you tune A to 432 hertz, all the frequencies line up with the Fibonacci sequence, this golden ratio, and it brings the human mind and body and the energy into alignment with itself and with nature. And it's it's in tune with you. So I just did a whole piano album with the piano tuned to that. So it just sounds like a normal piano. Um, unless you've got pitch perfect, you probably wouldn't even notice. just to surround yourself with with those frequencies is uh is just magic
0: no i never think to listen to music um i was married to a musician and uh, we never had music playing in the house because he was practicing all the time uh, on headphones i was doing whatever i was doing but we were out gigging so often you know, music was a part of my life, but since I'm living on my own, I just never think to put music on. But I do listen to a lot of audio books. I'm learning all the time, and I find I can't listen to music and read a book. Um, I can't listen to music and you know do something on on the internet because my mind then goes to the music. Yeah. and then I'm one of these people that I need to be doing something while I'm while I'm listening to music, and I'm thinking, well, what can I do? And the only thing I can come up with is knitting and I'm not ready to knit at the moment. I've been there, done that, knitted loads of things, crocheted loads of things, but winter's coming. So I think it's very possible that I could be listening to your music this winter <laughs> as I knit and crochet or whatever I decide to do. So the healing thing, how how come you were, you were interested in the healing side of things? Because not everybody understands about the chakras. So perhaps you could explain a bit about the different chakras and the crystals and how how that comes together.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I just went down that path. I was, I was into hypnosis and, um, and then I was into like psychic spiritual stuff. I was just really intrigued and I I just had a lot of questions. And although I'm, I'm not psychic really. Um, and to say all the courses I've done about, about like energy and, and, you know, spiritual stuff and possibly angel stuff as well, um, I, I'm more into. I did it for self development. It, it was never what I wanted to do for a living, and I just found myself being introduced to these new ideas, and then I couldn't get rid of the curiosity of how, how it was more to do with thinking patterns, and how thinking patterns affect your well being, and and how to grab hold of that and take control of that and uh, and enhance your life through that. So, and that's not really a spiritual thing, really. I'm I'm just interested in absolutely anything that, that makes you feel good. So chakras is one thing. The frequency stuff is another thing. Thinking patterns is is another thing. And if music can help change your thinking patterns or help you become aware of them and raise your vibration that way, music's like just one tool to do that. Um, but yeah, this insatiable curiosity—it still hasn't gone away. I still, I still haven't learned everything, and I've more recently stumbled upon German new medicine, and I came across that because they were already onto this tuning of the four, three, two hertz. So I thought, well, they—they're onto this. They must know something. And then I ended up doing like six weekend courses, <laughs> all about German new medicine, um, and it—it it, it just fascinates me, and and just how disease comes into the body it's I don't think it's all just random and you're just susceptible to something just randomly I, I really I really believe we can take responsibility in in lots of different ways to to get ourselves up on there on the vibrational scale and, and make sure we're living our best lives yeah. to our full potential yeah absolutely
0: Most you're healthy. definitely speaking my language Catherine um, with the German new medicine, I was introduced to that many years ago. Um, I had to—I've had four different versions of cancer, and one of them, I had to, stage four cancer in 2015, which I beat in three months. And part of my recovery was due to a, a device that I, I still use every day, uh, called a power tube. And it's tuned—tuned. Um, tuned, it's the vibrational frequency is directly to the water molecule, and we're 70% plus water so yeah. that heals the water molecule and then you know it by default uh, helps to heal the rest of the body so i i use that along with other strategies as, as well um but uh, yeah i'm i'm very well acquainted with the, the vibrational stuff and and so on so it was interesting when i came across you and the and the delightful music i thought oh, i must talk to this lady
1: wow absolutely see you're probably the first person who I've come across that's actually heard of German New Medicine. That's amazing. How did you stumble upon it?
0: Uh, I have a friend whose husband is German, well, was, uh, sadly died. Um, and that's another story, actually. I'll tell you in a moment. But um, Wolfie was the distributor. Uh, he was German and a distributor for a company um, that sells. And I'm a distributor as a result. Now, Wolfie died and, and, and I, I took over the distributorship in the UK. Um, and there's been a time where I've sold many many of them I don't think about it too much these days there's so many other devices available um, but um, i use mine every every single day and I swear by it but not everybody can afford it um, and not everybody's prepared to invest in their health and well-being and um, they'll invest in their car you know but they don't invest in their body which is which is a shame um, but Wilfie was German and he and his wife were visiting Germany and they attended a conference they just saw something at this conference advertised talking about German new medicine and they'd never heard of it so they attended this conference part of the conference was meeting the inventor of this device and then here we are today talking about it and uh, many people in the UK um, have have got a device and um, yeah, something that I highly recommend, is called a power tube and anybody listening to this happy to, to explain a bit more about it. But in essence, it's looking at the water molecule as I mentioned, um, and it it works on a three phase uh, system. So phase one is identifying in the body where it needs most help. Phase two is kind of putting the molecules back together. And then phase three is kind of locking them into position. So it's um when you see a pattern of how it works, it's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. So you maybe start with the edges, start with you know start with the corners, start with the edges, and then start filling the middle up, and then lock it all together. So that that's how it works. Fascinating. So um, delightful music. What's what's happening next then with delightful music?
1: So I have five albums sitting on the webpage, page, delightfulmusic.co.uk, um, and then. During lockdown, um, obviously, I had no gigs. So I thought, right, this is my time now to try and make delightful music into something that I can earn a living from and to try and just swap the balance of my bread and butter money is gigging. And uh, well, I wasn't earning any money really, you know, the odd album sale and the download sale um, now and again. And and I'm not big on promoting belightful music either. So so I really wasn't selling much. So during lockdown, I did a, a lot of networking meetings. And I thought if I can just get everyone on the meeting to to go onto Spotify and listen to Belightful Music, you know, I might earn 10 pence or something. Yeah, it didn't really didn't add up. But through doing the networking meetings, someone someone randomly said, So you're a musician. Do you think you could write me a podcast theme? I would love to write you a podcast theme. Absolutely. So all the research that I've done with frequencies and tonalities to heal the body, then I could ask them questions about their business and how they want the music, what, what message they want to send in the music. How do they want their audience, the clients to feel and respond to that sound? And then I can put the relative frequencies into what they're looking for. So all that research then came out and I was doing podcast theme tunes, audio branding, music for videos, little jingles, all sorts of different stuff through lockdown from this very room. I was so lucky to have my home studio and uh, I'm I'm carrying that on. So I've still got got the healing music and the the albums, but I'm constantly writing new music as, as library music. Uh, royalty free music that you can download and use for your videos or the bespoke delightful package where I write and record a piece of music specially for that company
0: wow how exciting so has that now taken over as your main revenue stream
1: not yet not yet but I'm hoping over the next sort of eight to ten years that that I can just tip the balance a little bit Oh, hurry up! We can't
0: wait eight to ten years. Goodness, (laughs) goodness me! The world will have totally, totally changed in eight to ten years, and probably what we're all doing now won't be in existence. There'll be some other newfangled, wangled thing. It's going at such a pace. Um, Yeah, you know the the technology uh, transformation that we're going through is quite remarkable. So we shall see. If we look back ten years ago, you know, stuff that we were doing then is old hat now. So imagine. 10 years ahead what your music will be like and how people will access it goodness only knows absolutely yeah so um, have you ever had a real job Catherine no (laughs) ah
1: good for you I tried it um when I graduated the only musicians I knew were my teachers so I thought to make a living out of music I'm going to have to teach So I was a woodwind peripatetic teacher and I went round schools teaching flute, clarinet, saxophone. Hated it. I did it for the year. I I saw the year out and I thought this, this is not for me sitting in a box room with no window with, no, not for me at all. With children who don't really want to learn, forget their instruments and just, no, it was soul destroying actually. So thankfully, thankfully I just, I got out of it and found, well, I manifested you're not gonna believe this. So <laughs> during my studies, um, I stumbled upon this little book called the Midas method by Robert Goldsmith, Stuart Goldsmith. Little tiny book and it was about goal setting and, and things like this. And this is where I got the inspiration for the power of the mind to create what you want. And I was gigging with a club band at the time. We were driving all over the country doing ridiculous gigs for peanuts and I was the keyboard player in the band and being a student at the same time and and I thought this is what I don't want to do uh time wise this is ridiculous you know money wise it's not great this is not what I want to do for for a career and then I was doing the teaching for the year and I'm like this is also what I don't want to do what on earth do I want to do so this this Midas method it told you how to set your goals and make sure you're focusing on what you do want instead of what you don't want and what I wanted was not to travel, so I wanted somewhere really local. I live in a little village called Dodworth in Barnsley, and I just wanted something really local. Um, I didn't want to have to set up speakers and a piano. Ideally, I want to play a grand piano somewhere posh, bearing in mind I live in Dodworth, in Barnsley, and there was nothing there was, there was nothing locally like where I could, where I knew there was going to be a grand piano or anything. Anyway, as the year went on, while I was doing my teaching thinking, this is not what I want to do. Um, they demolished a motel called Brooklands and they were building this massive hotel, quite posh in Doddworth, like less than five minutes from where I live. And, uh, And I rung rung the inquiries number and I said, my name's Catherine. I play piano for a living. I'm going to have some posh piano in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, yes, we are. We're going to have black grand piano in a marble lobby. Okay, let's have a meeting. And I I got the job and literally the September where I'd finished teaching, it opened in September 2001, and I was there on opening night, and they can't get rid of me. Actually, I still play there quite a lot for weddings oh, and things. Brilliant. Oh, how lovely. I mean I play a lot of other places as well, but that's where it started, and that's where I saw how powerful I literally set an impossible goal. There, there was nowhere in Dodworth that had a grand piano that I could play every night and get residency and get really nice, nicely paid for playing nice music. There was nowhere. And they built me a massive hotel.
0: Wow. How, what a lovely, lovely story. Oh, that's really sweet. Really sweet. And there's so many stories like that out there. People are just so kind of fearful and then moaning and groaning and whinging on about what they haven't got, got and this is wrong and that's wrong and every which way. They're not concentrating and giving energy to what they do want. They're not able to visualize it because they're so, you know, their brain's so full up with nonsense they can't yep. see the wood for the trees. But my my guidance to anybody listening is to stop watching the television, stop reading newspapers, stop filling your head with, with nonsense and start cl- clarifying what you do want. So the book you mentioned, The Midas, Midas Touch.
1: Midas Method, M-I-D-A-S. The Midas, Midas Method. I mean, that was just the first book I read. That's why it had such an impact. I've read a lot, a lot of books since then, which are Pretty much saying the same thing, but there might be just one new idea that you can take from it. Um yeah, that a lot of the books are saying the same things, especially with goal setting. If you really just really just research goal setting, how to set yourself some goals, it's magic.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's not difficult, is it?
1: So easy.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm living in the Algarve in Portugal. I never would have dreamed I'd be living here. Um I must somewhere along the line have manifested it, but I've got the most delightful life here, um, which is you know way beyond that I ever would have dreamed that I would be doing, um, happy as Larry. But I I had the the privilege of being trained by Bob Proctor. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes, um, he was so on
1: the Secret, wasn't he? He
0: was in the Secret. That was one of his kind of side gig things, really. Um, the Secret is okay, but it's a very um basic thing but yeah. if if people haven't you know don't know anything about this the secret is a good place to start i suppose but my first book was um um is it the road's less traveled no yes uh, no celestine prophecy was first and then the road less traveled yeah celestine prophecy uh, by james I've redfield read that as well um and he's got all kinds of podcasts and things now but yeah once you start on this road it's, it's curious isn't it? you can't stop, can you and as you say a lot of them say the same things and um it's it's very interesting how we kind of get hooked isn't it
1: yeah because i think the more you learn the more you want to learn yes. and I, I think you need reminding because if i that this is the type of book i read i just i just read i don't read novels i, I kind of read these books but if i go through a phase where i've not read a book i'll listen to a podcast of of this sort of, on these topics I like to then get back into it and remind myself how how it is. Cause you can get sucked in. Absolutely. To the, yeah. Yeah. I've got three children. You you're busy, you're doing everything for them. And then to take that time for yourself and just make sure, hang on, am I is this what where I want to be? Is this what I want to do? Let's take stock of it and to do that is so important. Yeah, very much. People don't allow time for themselves, do they?
0: And that when they do, they think they're being selfish, but it's, it's self-care, isn't it? It's essential. Yeah. I'm amazed you have three children. You don't look more than 15. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm 43, which is why this eight to 10 year plan where I might not want to gig when I'm 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. What, what kind of gigs do you do now?
1: Um, I've got a real good variety of gigs and and I love it so it's not it's not that I don't like the gig in there that's why I want like eight to ten years sort of to turn it around Um I play saxophone with bands I play piano solo piano and singing for weddings um, in restaurants and things I play saxophone with DJs uh, really fun gigs and and I love working with bands and meeting new musicians and yeah, I've got a really nice balance. I play in a big band as well, which is just awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Big band's terrific. My husband, um, when we were living in Derby, he was part of a big band. There were 10 of them and um, three singers. And uh, it was just, you know, the actual feeling of, of being with a big band is, is terrific, isn't it? It's so yes. different to, you know, a, a pianist or whatever. Is great that you've got such a wide variety?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like to have that variety. I mean, I'm, I'm classically trained, which is probably why I set off on the route where I was just gonna be a music teacher because I didn't wanna be a co- concert pianish, pianist, which is a classically trained musician. It's, it's a little bit limiting, um, but then, well, I had that revelation while I was doing the classical degree that I was on. And then, and I said, I don't want to carry on with this because I don't want to be a concert pianist. So they said, oh, well, try the jazz course before you leave the college altogether. I was at Leeds College of Music, which is renowned for its jazz course. Now, if I'd applied to get on the jazz course, I wouldn't have got on because I didn't know jazz at all. Um, I knew all my scales and arpeggios, but when I saw a D 7 flat nine, I didn't know what to do with it. So I'd persevered and I, I struggled and found it really difficult doing the jazz degree, um, but I graduated and, and then I got into jazz after I'd graduated which is perfect, isn't it? And got a little jazz trio together uh, after that. And then now I love jazz now and I love to play in jazz bands as well, but I've still got my classical roots and, and pop in between. <laughs> yeah,
0: brilliant. My um, uh, I, I managed a band uh, when I was with my husband uh, many years ago and um, two of the members have created another band because people, people moved. Oh, your cat's just come in. <laughs> the cat's just your door opened and then the cat appears i've got mine here somewhere um so um yeah then uh, they just played at ronnie scott's and uh yeah oh, imagine just imagine i was so proud of them and they just just announced they're playing there again in december so they did i think they were there in august and they're having them back in december so how cool is that i've gone. all i've gone all goosey just thinking about it so proud oh, of wow. them Wonderful. yeah that's a big gig that yeah. is a good gig yeah so there we go so Catherine tell us your website where people can get hold of you if they want any podcasts or peer list or saxophone or any which way
1: yeah it's belightfulmusic.co.uk and if you search belightful music on Spotify Amazon Music all the usual places um I have one of the albums pure piano up, up there that you can access and um and I've got lots of kids' tunes actually. I did, uh, I did a lot of children's music, so there's lots of children's songs there which have these healing frequencies in them. So if, you, if you've got children and you sing nursery rhymes with them, there's nursery rhymes, there's songs to sing at bedtime, um, songs to sing, like to tidy up, tidying up songs, that, that type of thing. Oh, wow, brilliant., yeah. And
0: they're all on your website.
1: Um I don't know if they are, actually. They're, on, they're definitely on spotify <laughs> okay
0: so look up delightful music so like delightful but b instead of the d mm-hmm. delightful
1: yeah.
0: fantastic Catherine randis thank you so much for your time today it's been great fun my pleasure thank you